Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We are continuing in the second longest psalm of the Psalter. We sure are. We're continuing our episodes and discussions of Psalm 78 today. It is incredibly lengthy. Now, what do you think? Do you think that we should go ahead and give them the answer of yesterday's trivia question at the beginning of the episode, or should we have them wait and listen to the whole episode? Well, I'm afraid if we wait and listen to the whole episode, we'll forget to give the answer at the end. Well, that's true. All right, then. Do you want to do the honors? The longest psalm mm-hmm. in the Psalms. Yeah, Psalm 117. Boy, hang on. I gotta I gotta refer to the judges on that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the judges disagree. No, actually Psalm 117 is the shortest. Okay, all right. <laughs> but two Psalms later, uh-huh. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is the longest. Is the longest Psalm in the Psalter. That's Psalm 78, second longest. That's right. So, so we're not gonna read all of Psalm 78 today. We did that yesterday if you're wanting to hear the entire reading listen to yesterday's episode, but today I do yeah, want to hold we're in on some highlight. parts at the beginning, so yes. we'll, we'll what are you highlight? We will highlight verses 1 through 8. I will read that from the New King James Version, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 8. A contemplation of Asaph. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. That's verses 1 through 8, Psalm 78. Something comes out of that that we actually started to hit on yesterday, mentioned uh, that we we pointed out yesterday that this is a wisdom psalm. It's Uh history, it's a recounting of history, so there's the historical element, but also that wisdom psalm and the comparison to how Proverbs begins. Right. And one of the really important parts about it being the wisdom psalm is not just, I need to listen to God which that's what we hit on yesterday with the little time we had after reading the whole psalm. We hit on the fact that if I want God to listen to me pray, I need to listen to God Uh as as he teaches. But it's not just that I need to listen. I need to listen, and then I need to pass on. The, The whole point of this, it's very similar to Deuteronomy 32. God gave Moses a song in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Moses taught that to Israel. What they were supposed to do was to teach that to one another, and they were supposed to sing it to one another and chant it to one another and pass it on from generation to generation as a warning. Okay, look, you guys, you're not going to stick with it, and if you don't stick with it, you're going to get judged. The whole point of that was actually not to be prophetic, not to be predictive, but to warn and and bring them back in hopes that it would give them the motivation to not fulfill that psalm. But, of course, they did. And here we've got something similar. Here's another song, and it's a song that essentially is supposed to be taught to Israel. They're supposed to teach it to one another. They're supposed to pass it on to their kids in hope to keep that next generation 
to not act like the previous generation. Right. Challenging thing, isn't it? Um, you've got to be the generation that knows these things to pass them on. Yes. But if they weren't passed on to you, you're going to have a hard time uh, fulfilling that role. And so, you know, we're thankful for the revelation of God in a psalm like this, which brings it all to mind, brings it all to remembrance. And that's one of the reasons these things did get written down, Mm -hmm. is that even though these cultures were oral cultures, oral, so speaking and hearing, and the normal way of conveying information was through speech, was through Mm -hmm. presentation verbally, and so that it could be heard, uh, there there was record so that when they stopped telling it, Uh they'd be able to find the record, Uh and they could read it, and they could start telling those stories again. And, and that we, you know, we see evidence of that actually throughout the history of Israel even. So we see a great emphasis upon here about repeat the story, tell the story again. You know, it, 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 uh, the reading where I finished at verse 8, it sounds pretty ominous. Don't be like, they may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. That previous generation... Their heart wasn't right. That previous generation, they were not faithful. So don't be like that. Right. And I think the generation there is, well, let me back up. So in verse 4, it says, I'm writing this psalm. We will not hide this from our children from the coming generation. Right. And in verse 5, shifts into, okay, so now we're starting to tell the story. God established the testimony. He established the covenant. He appointed the law. And then he commanded our fathers to teach their children. And he commanded them to do that so that they would not forget the works of God like the previous generation had done. What had the previous generation done? Well, the previous generation had worshipped the golden calf. Uh The previous generation had decided not to go into the land. The previous generation had had not been faithful to the Lord. And so he established a testimony. He gave them a covenant, and he had Moses record that. And I think we'd call that the Torah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which Jesus tells us was written by Moses. Mm -hmm. In the main, I Mm -hmm. I get it, there's bits and pieces that some editor would have likely had to have added. Moses didn't write his own obituary. Correct. But here Jesus explains this comes from Moses. Mm -hmm. And he's writing that in between the one generation refusing to go in and the other generation that does go in. And that's what we have here reference to. He said he established that testimony. He gave that. Here's this record. Why? To teach this next generation not to act like the previous generation. I think it's interesting it says that they should, in verse 7, that they should not forget the works of God. But, of course, the problem is ultimately we get to verse 11, and what did they do? They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown Mm -hmm. them. I get it. That next generation did go into the land. But as Israel's history continues on, we do come to generations that do forget, generations yeah. that don't know the Lord. And they weren't, uh, they, they were not keeping up this honoring of father and mother, listening to what they're saying. Right. Maybe some generations right. did stop teaching, some generations stopped listening, maybe a little bit of combination of both. But all these things are recorded so that if people stop teaching, we can find it and we can pick it up and start teaching it again. So there's a real good lesson here, a real good challenge here for God's people today, and that is to pass on the wonders and the mighty deeds of God mm-hmm. to our kids. Yes. Right? To the next generation. Well, I think specifically here in this psalm, he is referring back to what was recorded by Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 6. 
the Shema, as it's often referred to. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4, did I get it wrong? I think you're right. I, I just we're gonna have to add a new column to our bingo. <laughs> the, the Shema. 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 Yeah. Shema so, for the win. There you go. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Here's, here's the responsibility. Tell your kids about this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everywhere you go, what's beautiful about that passage you just read is how encompassing it is. Uh, even as you're walking by the way, putting this on your doorposts. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're sitting together, be talking about God. If you're traveling together, be be talking about God. Um, you know, one of, one of the challenges I think as a parent sometimes is thinking. And how do I get this discussion going? Mm. You know, I, I know I need to talk to my kids about God. I want to talk to my kids about God. Uh, but it it's, sometimes it just doesn't feel quite as natural as like, you know, well, and how's your day going? <laughs> <laughs> so, some conversations are easy to kick off, and then others it seems like we gotta we got to plan it a little better. Well, sometimes planning is, is helpful. I certainly think if we can develop a habit— then it becomes more natural for us. And I want to recommend developing that habit early. Mm -hmm. Develop that habit early as a parent of talking in your family about God and about God's things. I I tell you, one of the things that help is is having a weekly calendar that kind of is around God. Mm. I mean, when you are actually going to the assemblies of the saints, Mm -hmm. when you're involved in classes and studies with other people, when you're involved in just talking about the Word and will of God with other people, it becomes a whole lot more natural to bring that up. It does. Uh, you know, what What did you get out of the sermon this past Sunday? Uh-huh. Oh, wait a minute. You know, what, what, uh, uh, how does this apply to what we've learned in our recent Bible study? And, you know, those kinds of things help with that. Uh, certainly when you have a family habit of praying around mm-hmm. the table, yeah. we're, we're sitting down to eat and it is our family habit to pray. pray. Maybe even in that moment, a family habit to read a scripture. Uh-huh. You know, those kinds of things where we, we have some weekly consistency, daily consistency, uh, some weekly calendar where we're, it's around God and his things, that helps produce that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, if you have habits of, all right, it's time for bed. So you know what? What do we do every night before we go to bed? We pray together. Pray together. Uh, maybe we read a scripture together. Yeah. Maybe maybe this is our time to um, decompress, and we do that by talking a little bit about God. Well, and, and those are wonderful opportunities, too. I mean, you talk about starting when they're young, of telling some of these wonderful, true stories mm-hmm. you know, to the children, and so that they've heard about David and Goliath, even when they're very little, and Noah and the flood, and, and some of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I again, I do think one of the things we have to remember is that this is not God's plan for making sure your kids are going to be faithful. We can tell our kids about 
all of it, and they may decide to rebel and turn away from it. But the issue here is not how do you make your kids faithful? The issue is how do we remain faithful? We remain faithful by telling our kids about God. Mm -hmm. We remain Mm -hmm. faithful by telling our children about Jesus, about his will, about his word. One of these days, they're going to decide whether they're going to surrender and submit to that. But we have to decide, am I going to surrender and submit? And if I am, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to be passing this along. Right. I'm going to be telling them about the greatness of God. Now, of course, my goal is so that they won't forget well, God know, and his works. I appreciate you saying that. And of course, that's what we want for our children. But at the same time, you know, what, what can I control? Yeah. You know, I, I need to be able to say I was telling them, I was showing them, yes. I was trying in these ways. Um, and we're not perfect. And boy, parents, we, we know that we, we fall down in a lot of ways oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and can't control the outcome, but we can be faithful to the Lord in this way. And that's exactly what we find here. And that's what this Psalm is all about. It's we've got to pass this on. Mm. And so I want to remember that my kids are almost out of the house, but I want to keep doing that. And I want to do it more and more. And I hope especially any new parents listening to this conversation are getting that in their head. Okay, yeah. let's get this started. Let's get it started early. Well, how about we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer today? Holy God, thank you. Thank you for the record of your word, of your deeds, of your power, of your mighty works. Thank you so that if, if, if time goes and people aren't telling the story, we can find the record and, and start telling the stories again. Help us as parents to pass these things on to our kids. Help us as grandparents to pass them on to our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Help us as members of churches to pass them on to the younger generation that, that's around us. And help us to, to reach out and pass it on to people who are out in the world who may not be hearing these stories. Lord God, we love you so much. And we are so thankful for this account, for this story of Jesus, this true story of Jesus, this story of Jesus that is not a fairy tale. It's not a once upon a time. It happened. It happened in real place. It happened in real time real events that we pass on to others. And may we all remember not just the mighty work you did in Exodus, but the mighty work you did in raising Jesus up from the grave. May we remember that and pass it along. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. A contemplation of Asaph. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears 
That was pretty loud. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, look. look, There's equipment there. We found it. Psalm 78 from the New King James Version. 